All right, time for us to break down these municipal election results and find out what the reaction is in the capital, actually. Vaughn Palmer joins us now from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simeon. Can I add a footnote to the news reports on the election of Ken Sim? You may. Go ahead. I I agree that uh, it is significant that the city of Vancouver has elected its first mayor of Asian heritage. I would note that my hometown, Victoria, elected Alan Lowe 23 years ago this fall. He's an architect, Asian heritage, uh, and he served nine years. So it's very important in Vancouver, I agree. And Victoria did it, well, uh, two decades ago. Classic Victoria, right? Classic Victoria, always the first. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're so neglected. Nobody pays any attention to us there in Victoria. You did have some interesting results in Victoria. I will say that because I did think there was was a lot going on in Victoria. It seemed like people were very engaged, and those results were interesting. Yes, they were. And I think, you know, one of the themes that's emerged from this election is there were an awful lot of incumbents who didn't survive the wrath of the voters. Um, in Victoria, most of the incumbents didn't even run for re-election. Whether they saw this coming or not, I don't know. But quite significant here that the the councillor who topped the council poll last time, four years ago, Ben Isaac, uh, didn't make it this time. Uh, he dropped to 11th place. He will not be on council. So we're getting an all-new council under an experienced mayor, uh, Marianne Alto. She was on the last council. And a comeback by one member of council, Chris Coleman, who served a number of years, didn't run last time, did run oh. this time. Um, but it, it here uh, is certainly a uh, it, it's a status quo council in one respect. Most of the candidates that were endorsed by outgoing mayor Lisa Helps, uh, you know, she's center left. Um, most of those people were elected to council. So it's uh-huh. uh, an NDP left aligned council, although I would say not as far left as the as the previous council. Right. Well, you know, the people give us and the people take us away, Vaughn. They clearly uh, did that. It really is incredible. I was thinking of uh, last night of all the lessons that are here for David Eby. And the first one is um, it's not a great time to be an incumbent. Uh, we've sort of speculated that Eby will probably be maneuvering if he takes over as premier, probably maneuvering for an early election next year. Um, he might want to question the wisdom of any advisors who tell him that's a good way to go. Obvious. I, incumbents did not do well. I think that would be a, a terrible idea. But also interesting to note that I think, you know, with David Eby and, and the people he was endorsing and that the NDP were kind of pushing, they wanted the message to be about housing and it clearly was not the message. I, I think that's true. You know, Eby and I see he spent Saturday campaigning for Kennedy Stewart uh, and there's a member of Eby's staff was on the Stewart slate. Uh, he endorsed Stewart. I think there was people saying, wondering about the wisdom of a guy who's you know, in line probably to become premier, getting involved at the civic election level. EB did it. Uh, People were questioning the wisdom when he announced it. I think there'll be many more people questioning the wisdom now that the entire Stuart slate was crushed. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a narrow defeat. This was a crushing of Kennedy Stewart. And EB, if he becomes premier, is going to be dealing with a Vancouver City Council, Park Board, School Board, the works uh, that he opposed, that in fact he tried to defeat. So, you know, I think to, the both levels of government will have to work together and they will. 
but I think Eby probably made it worse by uh, sacrificing some of his political capital. Yeah. In a hopeless cause, Simi. Now, also, the whole thing about the messaging here is what's so interesting to me, too, is that the public has clearly told, even those in Victoria, this is what we are worried about right now. Yes, very much. And I think public safety, especially in Vancouver, in some other communities as well, uh, was a huge issue. Um, You know, Sim can point to a whole bunch of things he did, but I don't think there's any doubt that the first thing he did was say he was going to take public safety seriously, hire a bunch of police officers, deal with the problem against a mayor, Kennedy Stewart, who downplayed the problem for years. Stewart used the same line as David Eby was using. The statistics don't bear out that there's a problem with crime. Well, you know, it's not a statistical problem. The problem is all those videos that we've run on television news and in print referred to uh, of people being attacked in the streets and all those stories about repeat offenders being arrested and released before the cops who arrested them went off shift. That was the problem. Um, Kennedy Stewart was in denial about it for a long time. David Eby was in denial about it for a long time. And the candidates who stepped up and said, no, this is a real problem. People are right to be concerned about safety and we're going to deal with it. They did very well. They did. And, you know, also that whole issue of development and housing. I mean, there was a message sent on on that front, too. Yeah, a shocker in the capital region was the defeat of of Stu Young and his entire council in Langford, the only councillor out there who survived was a critic of Stu Young, a rookie slate, uh, ousted, the only guy who's ever been mayor of Langford, and a mayor who never stopped boasting about how much housing he had approved in Langford. Langford was one of the fastest, I think the fastest growing community in British Columbia, uh, John Horgan's hometown, uh, and a council elected and a mayor elected who said, we got to slow down out here. Well, you're right, Simi. David Eby has been saying councils need to speed up approval of housing, not find new ways to hold it up. So again, Eby is headed for a clash with some of these councils. Um, You know, here in the capital region, we always point to Oak Bay where they approved two dozen units of housing last year, and we're wondering how the hell those got through the approval process. Langford approved something like 1,700. Well, the mayor of Oak Bay was re-elected unopposed. The mayor of Langford is history. So clearly, Simi, um, there's a lot of NIMBY sentiment out there, much as people might deplore it. The people who already live in many of these communities and who vote in many of these communities they aren't necessarily looking for their councils to rush through approval of a lot more housing. Right, because we looked at what happened, I think it's Port Moody too, right, yep. where they, they want development, but they want to just slow it down a little bit. Yeah, so much. Uh, Victoria, it's going to be really interesting what happens to go back to Victoria, because just before the election, Victoria had what was called a missing middle housing strategy. Uh, David Eby endorsed it, and it was going to allow triplexes, duplexes, basement suites on single-family homes in the capital region. The council that left office mostly 
at the end, put that off for the new council to decide. So I think there's a majority on the new council to support uh, the missing middle. And as I said, it's a key. David Eby says this is the way we should be going. But it'll be interesting, as on the crime thing, does the provincial government start and go, wait a minute, this, the, the, our answers on the crime problem aren't connecting to the public. Does Eby also say, uh, maybe we better take it a little more slowly before steamrolling uh, the approval of a bunch of housing projects. Right. And just getting back to the other issue, too, on people who won, and it was a little bit unexpected, like pollsters were all over the map on this thing. Yeah, it's interesting. The pollsters were all over the map, although I recall Ken Sim and his campaign manager, uh, Kareem Alam, saying, no, no, the pollsters aren't getting our people. They just aren't connecting to the people that are going to vote for us. Sim said a number of times, I believe, that the uh, the polls were underestimating his support. He turned out to be right. And, Simi, let's talk about the hottest campaign manager in British Columbia. Yeah. Kareem Alam, who ran the ABC uh, Sim sweep, also this year managed Kevin Falcon's successful bid for the B.C. Liberal leadership. Interesting. Uh, I got to think an awful lot of people thinking of running for office in British Columbia. You're going to want to have that guy on speed dial. Yeah, I think so too. Also, very quickly, the Surrey issue, the policing issue, is going to end up oh, back yes. in Victoria's <laughs> lap you. again. Thank you, Surrey. Right? You, yeah. For figuring out another way to complicate this long-running story, um, I have a feeling that if David Eby becomes leader, he's going to turn to the janitor, Mike Farnworth, and say, <laughs> "Would you please sort this out, Mike?" And I don't want to hear about it anymore. Um, Farmworth is really going to need the janitor uh, thing to get through this one. He has been trying to avoid this issue for a while. Uh, I think it's going to end up back on the desk of the provincial solicitor general before long. Oh, boy. Interesting times. Thank you, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi.